Blog Talk Radio. on October 29th, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folk Radio. I am joined today on our monthly show with co-hosts Narissa Street and Shanette Dean. For anyone listening for the first time, my name is Anika S. Madison, and in addition to being a blog talk radio show host, I am a blogger, freelance writer, upcoming author, and playwright. Please visit my blog at anikamadison.com for more information on my show, see information on my posts, and I hope that these, this information will inspire and encourage you each time you go to the blog. I also have a new Facebook page. It's www.facebook slash journey into passion with a F. And when you visit the page, please leave me a comment and let me know the kinds of things that you want to see. I look forward to seeing your comments. Today we have the girls from, the, uh, I'll just say the young ladies, from Girl Scouts of Tropical Troops. Tropical Florida, troop number 347. I met one of the young ladies, uh, Brianna, and her mother, Dana, one day when uh, the girls called the shots were going to the, I'm going to get this right, the Cistrunk Soup event, where the Girls Call the Shots organization actually won a grant. And I was fascinated by the story, and there's some things I didn't know about the Girl Scouts, so I definitely wanted them to come on today and I wanted to um, just let you know what these, what these young ladies are up to. Now, I just want to put something in here. Early voting continues next week. You can go to USA.gov to check to see if you're registered, locate the polls in your area, and learn more about the candidates in your area. Please go out and vote. Don't stay home. Don't get, I know you're upset about our, our, our different choices, but this is a very important election. So go to USA.gov. Check out, who you, check out information on where you can vote and make your voice heard. Get out and vote. All right. So, as you know, this is the monthly show, and I have my co-host here, Narissa. Hey, how you doing? Jeanette. Hi, it's me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, Jeanette, remind us who you are. Um, I am an educator. I teach a class on identity, identity, language, and location. I'm an artist um, and a designer and a writer. And Ms. Larissa. Hi. I am a power storyteller, and I use theater and film to equip people to lead the story of their lives. I'm also the founder of Girls Call the Shots, a teen girls film and media lab, and, and that's how you were able to meet Brianna and her awesome, awesome troops. And I'm also the CEO of Be Your Own Answer, and we craft stories for cause leaders. Now, if you have a question or comment during the live broadcast, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. That's Anike, A-N-I-K-A, passionjourney at gmail.com, all one word. All right, let's get off, let's start off with uh, introductions. All right, so let's start to my right. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, your name. Yeah. So my name is Anani. I'm 
15. I'm in the 10th grade. I'm a senior in Girl Scout Troop 347, mm-hmm. and I've been in Girl Scout for about seven to eight years. Okay. My name is Maria Leah Thompson. Um, I'm in Troop 347. I go to William H. Tech. I'm 17, and I've been in Girl Scout for 11 years. Hi, my name is Dion Mapp. I am a senior in Girl Scout. I'm in the 10th grade, and I go to Dr. Michael Senior Crop High School. Hi, my name is Rachel Mazik. I'm an 11th grader. I go to Miami Northwestern Senior High School. I have been a Girl Scout for nine years, and I'm an ambassador. Hi, my name is Tamaya Everett. I am 16. I go to Dr. Michael Kropp Senior High School. I am a senior in Girl Scouting, and I've been in Girl Scout for 10 years. Hi, my name is Brianna. I attend Dr. Michael Kropp Senior High School. I'm in the 10th grade, and I've been in Girl Scouts for 10 years. Hello, my name is Ms. Janice Copley. I am the troop leader, and I have been the troop leader for over 30 years of these wonderful ladies and many more. And what y'all don't know about these girls, and and, and Nikkei is going to uh, post these pictures, but um, they have like superhero capes with like badges and patches and pins, and they have to have, you call them extensions? Extensions. They've been doing service in the community for so long and have been so deeply entrenched that um, the pictures are just going to wow you. I mean, these are some really amazing ladies who are dedicated uh, to to giving back to the community, and their troop leader is just as dedicated. So this is really an honor to be part of Yes, and I really want to thank all of you for taking time out on your Saturday to be here. I'm very excited, and I'm very excited about our discussion. It's going to be really relaxed, so we're going to have fun today. All right, so let's start out with Ms. Coakley. Um, tell us about the history of troop Three, four, seven. Well, we started out at Northern Middle School. We meet in the cafeteria, which is in the garden, and we've been there over 30 years. I started off with my first daughter, who's now 39, so I don't have any girls in Girl Scout. I do Girl Scout because of what Girl Scouts offer them and also because of the positive girls and the parents that have me to keep going. Incredible. Incredible. All right. And so let's see. Let's start off with Brianna. You have a project. We want to hear about it. So I'm earning my gold award for Girl Scouts, which is the highest award. And for my project, I will be making a book about the journey that I've been going through in Girl Scouts. And it's basically to reach out to young kids, to teach them that reading can be fun, and also reach out to young girls to say that Girl Scouts doesn't stop at, like, 13. You can be 18 and still be in Girl Scouts. Uh, All right. Let's talk about it. Amari. My name is Amari. Um, I did my Girl Scout Gold Award project when I was a freshman. I'm now a senior, and it's an ongoing Donation drive to Haiti, specifically Wanamat, because during the hurricane, they got hit the hardest. And I do a donation drive every season, so every year, but, like, during the season. And we donate, like, clothes, basketballs, personal hygiene products, 
and like basic necessities. I can give you my email. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Thompson.a.amari, A-M-A-R-I, at gmail.com to make donations. Not not money, clothes. Okay, my name is Narani, and my goal to work project is Project Comfort. So what I plan on doing is visiting different foster homes or domestic violence shelters and creating a room or doing maintenance to a room that the kids use the most and just amping it up so that they're comfortable in the space that they're at. Um, I'm also doing donations for, like, teddy bears, probably board games, and I most likely I'm going to, like, repaint the rooms or make it fit their needs because you just want them to be comfortable. Um, My name is Dion, and I just got approved for my Girl Scout Award, I mean, my Girl Scout Gold Award, and my project is um, on domestic violence. The name of my project is No More Tears. It's supposed to be um, something for teenage girls and teenagers and so I can talk to them about domestic violence and how they can get out of the situation. And I'm going to be putting up posters in the bathroom and spot hotlines that they can call so they can get more information about it. Hi, my name is Rachel, and my Girl Scout Gold Award is on Sea Level Rise. So I work with FIU, and I'm trying to figure out I'm I'm trying to figure out places where we can plant plant mangroves around the coastal around Florida's coastal areas because um, in Florida we are um, in a very critical stage right now with our with sea level rise. So it's very important that we try to get as as much of a boundary as we can as soon as possible. Hi, my name is Tamaya Everett. Um, my Gold Award project title is Kids on a Move. I'm going to be donating, well, collecting duffel bags and suitcases to give to foster kids in Miami-Dade County. And the reason I chose this project was because I want the foster kids to feel like to increase their dignity and self-worth. What? Yeah. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Did y'all hear that? They 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 have not even got out of high school, and they are kicking our behind <laughs> on service and dedication. And um, I'm just so proud to be around this table. You guys are really inspiring me and really making me feel like I am doing nothing with my life. <laughs> um, and so I'm I, I I this is so and I'm so many and I know you're thinking everybody in this room is thinking about who we can introduce you yes. to to help you. So those of you who are listening, when you listen to this as well, please contact Anike. And if you know somebody that these girls need to know, reach out to her so that she can give get you connected with these girls who, like, you haven't seen their superhero capes. I am very aware that they are going to get this done. So you just need to get on board with them so they can get, so you can be, like, on the winning team with them. This this is an absolutely incredible table, absolutely incredible young ladies. And the information, again, anikepassionjourney at gmail.com, or you can post it on, on my blog at anikemadison.com. 
Um, I look, I'm going to make sure that these ladies get the information. And, if you, and also, if you haven't had a chance to ask a question during the show or you have more questions for these ladies, I will make sure to get it to them. Now, I'm just going to go around the table once more and just ask you, what are some things about Girl Scouts that people don't know? And also, we also do a lot of community service. So besides the sales and the events that people know, we do a lot of community service. Um, it's Amari. Like Arani said, everybody thinks that Girl Scouts are all about cookies. Like everywhere we go, people ask, when are you selling cookies? Cookie sales are in January. <laughs> so, um, like she said, community service, because we're a wonderful troop leader. We have community service almost every Saturday. We do do a lot of trips. Girl Scout, people, maybe people might think that Girl Scouts like boring, but we usually have fun trips to go on. We go to places that we probably wouldn't have gone on. Because we're, if we weren't in Girl Scout, like, yeah. Um, this is Dion. We have balls. They be fun. We get dressed up and look like dolls and have to come up with dances and speeches and stuff like that for the balls. But we haven't had one since when? Since last year. But we haven't won this year, though. Um, I remember one was the black and white ball. The last one we had was Paris. We had a frozen theme one time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we did? Then we do a father, a father daughter. Yeah, we did a father daughter one. Yeah. So this is Rachel. And one thing that most people don't know about Girl Scouts is that we actually do work. Girl Scouts isn't like cookies and you just having fun and chilling. No, we we do paperwork and we have to understand the magic behind getting something done. So with our projects, like all of us say we have projects, we have to get those projects approved, meaning we have to sit down and basically write out everything that we plan on doing and we have to go to somebody and we have to sit down and try to explain to them what our project is. And it really does help you because it helps you understand that if you want to get something done, it always comes with hard work and dedication, and that doesn't come from just sitting around. So that's what most people don't know about Girl Scouts. It sounds like you guys are doing, like, pitch sessions and things like that. We yes. We do that with yeah. entrepreneurs, so um, you guys are getting well-prepared. It's Tamaya. Um, we also do fun events to, like, take a break from all the – pressure, the work we do throughout the years. We have an event that we do that's called Mall Madness, where we go to the mall, like, overnight, and the mall is just open for us Girl Scouts. It's different troops there, and we also have one, I believe it's Movie, movie, movie Mania, Movie Mania, movie mania. yes, we spend the night at the movies as well, and we watch movies that we like. And, yeah. Um, this is Brianna. One thing that people don't know is that not only we sell Girl Scout, we sell Girl Scout cookies, but we sell fall products, like we sell candy and nuts, and we also sell 
magazine. Yes. And Janice, how about you? Um, well, one thing I try to do is have things for the girls, interesting activities for them to do because they are older girls. And people don't believe that these girls, that Girl Scout goes up to the 12th grade. So I try to keep it interesting for them, but I'm also trying to get them prepared. I also request that they do a resume. I had a person come out a couple of times and work with them with resume. Uh, we work with a um, a lady now named Miss Diana. Um, she came out and worked with them for two years with the for the religion award and also on issues stuff that she speaks with them and she's supposed to be working with them this year or next year on an etiquette. So I try to get them things to prepare them in life and to respect each other. You know, it's the way you disagree, and, you know, and I always tell them to come with the foolishness in my meeting, whatever on the outside, don't bring it on the inside. So trying to teach them that the world is not a perfect place and you have to deal with issues and just getting them prepared. Like Miss Amari's going to be going off to college, so hopefully going places and doing things. And just like Ronnie said, took us two years to say for Switzerland, Italy, but it was a, a history. It was like two weeks, maybe three weeks, but that was an experience, a lot of walking. So for the girls and parents who was able to go, and the goal is for 2018, because some of them will be seniors, mostly their parents, they want to go to Hawaii. So, so you know, that's a goal-setting um, thing. So, um, um. Just listening to everyone share their projects and share what's going on in Girl Scouts, it seems like you guys really epitomize um, hashtag squad goals. And some of you even go to the same high school. So I'm kind of wondering how you guys manage, and any one of you can answer this, but how you manage, you know, this kind of pop culture life with Snapchat, Instagram, and all those things going on, but also being in this organization um, that is about very traditional values, about, you know, self-development and if those things go well together. Okay. So um, at times, oh, this is Rachel, by the way, at times it can be difficult to balance your life with Girl Scouts because not because of the traditional um, values that they have set, but more so you're finding yourself. So it can be difficult at times. And for me, I, I would say that for me, personally, it has actually helped me out in my personal life. Um, with certain things in school, I'm already prepared. Like, for example, um, I started to present projects and stuff like that with Girl Scouts before even with school. So by the time I was in, I would say, I was in the ninth grade, I was way more mature and I understood how to present than the other kids in my school. They were still struggling with the stuttering and stuff like that. I mean, I still had my issues, but it wasn't like I was at the beginner stage. I'm more of I know how to do it. I don't need any help doing it anymore. So it has helped me a lot personally. This is Arani, and like Rachel said, with like the more of like the public speaking aspect of it, Girl Scouts kind of allows us, it kind of feeds into our daily life. So what we learn in Girl Scouts we can use for everyday life. Ms. Janice is a stickler on public speaking. Like, you need to know how to speak.
speak publicly. There can't be no um, um, or stuttering or anything. So, like, when we did our Silver Awards as cadets, we had to speak in front of large groups about our projects. We spoke in front of churches, and we couldn't be nervous. So Ms. Janice actually taught us, like, you need to speak up. You need to know what you're talking about. And that actually fed over into life. Like, in my school, we do, like, the counselor probably selects a few people to do an event. And we'll have to speak in front of 400 girls in front of the school. And instead of being nervous, you're already prepared because of what you've learned from Girl Scouting. This is Amari. In high school, we have to do a community service project or, yeah. So I use my goal project for my community service requirement in high school. And like we have to do at my school, Turner Tech, we have to do a portfolio and all my achievements, which is like full of Girl Scout achievements. I put them all in there and like it's really thick. I have a lot of awards and stuff, especially for my go to where I got like two certificates and silver, bronze. Anybody else? No? All right. All right. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you, Ms. Janice. This is Ms. Janice, and I just wanted to speak also. I have two girls that received the Bill Gates Scholarship Award, and the reason. It was a part of academic, but it also was Girl Scout because they earned a gold award, which is the highest award in Girl Scout, and their community service that involved around the project. In fact, one of them has received her doctor's belief last year, and she's a pharmacist, and her name um, is Leticia Polite. And then the next one is Miss Rachel, not Rachel, Miss um, Miracle Rogers. Yeah, yeah, guess what, Rachel, you might be getting that. <laughs> but, um, and she's at um, Syracuse, and she's really an adventure. I mean, she, you know, and one thing, some of the girls, they come back and they give back to the younger ones. They come back and they speak about their experience in college, the do's and the don'ts. So, um, and I love when they come back and give, and that's what I hope these young ladies do, come back and give. And it's all about giving. Well, you, you, oh, sorry, I was going to say, you are an amazing example of that. And so, when you said over 30 years, you were a girl leader. So, I mean, if y'all who are listening could give her, like, you, you know, your own little round of applause because yeah. 30 years um, in doing anything yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. I just want to talk about the fact that this is an all black troop. I think it's incredible. Does anybody else want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is Arani. Um, from the Girl Scout troops that travel to Florida, maybe throughout Florida, we're one of the many few um, black troops. There are probably three black troops down here, and most of the events that we attend, we'll see ourselves and then we'll see others. And, you know, Miss Janice, she just loves for us to get out there. So, we do a lot of events. Probably the last event that we did that everyone was, like, congratulating us for was our flag ceremony at the Gold Award ceremony last year. And we got so much recognition. You know, many people congratulate us because we're one of the few African-American troops that are very active in the community. And we, do, we just do a lot to help out, especially with the community service. We get recognized a lot, so... Um, so 
as Arani was saying, it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My name is Rachel. As Arani was saying, um, we do kind of stick out like a sore thumb in like basically almost anything we do. Um, a last no, a couple years ago, we had a the Girl Scout um, National Convention when we went to Utah. It happens every four years, and I remember when I walked into one of the rooms, it was. It's something I'm used to seeing, but it was just bizarre because it was like most of the people in the room were of one ethnicity. It it wasn't very mixed. And it speaks volumes because it's like, wow, even in a an organization as such, there's not that many people of other colors doing certain things like this. And I feel that people of color should take advantage of these opportunities because since we stick out like a sore thumb, that's actually an advantage because you can use it to show people that I stick out like a sore thumb and I'm also getting everything done like I'm supposed to. So um, I remember this one event. I was really young, and we had to do the, I think it was the um, the Girl Scout Promise, and we were the only Girl Scout troop that knew it. All of the other girls were mumbling and under their breaths and stuff, and it was like we said it proudly because we knew it. And it was kind of like, how do you not know the promise? It's just, it was bizarre. So it does, it's an amazing thing to see, but then it's also like it blows my mind every time I seriously think about it. Well, well that means that you all are prepared into leadership in the world. Yes. You know, leaders are always those people who stick out in the sort of thumb, and leaders are always the ones who are sometimes feel like they're alone in the room. And that means that Ms. Janice is doing an amazing job in, in preparing you to be leaders and don't don't ever question your right to be in that room. You know, so I'm so, so grateful to, to know that you're, you're creating a space for leadership. And, and I just absolutely love that you are taking that ownership. You, you step in there and you say, yeah, I know it. Yep, we are the yeah. only two here. <laughs> I love that. And I love that. And I like, and I hope that there are young ladies listening to that because you you deserve to be in the room. That's what you're telling me. And I like that. You deserve to be in the room. And I want every young lady to know you deserve to be in the room. And what I want to tell y'all is we're going to go to the Always sit in the front. <laughs> front and center. Yeah. 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 training leaders. Yeah. All the way up in the front. Let people. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Did you want to say anything, Ms. Oakley, about um, Yeah, so, so, so one of the, the Girl Scouts moms is here, Ms. Dana. Um, my name is Dana Placid. I'm Brianna's mom, and I know she won't toot her own horn. But I will, on behalf of the parents, and I know I can say this, she has done an amazing job with these girls. They have grown up together. They've been in the troop for 10, 11, 12 years, as you've heard. And the amount of leadership she has provided and just the amount of caring she's given these girls. She's hard on them. They know it. But what you're hearing now are the mark of leaders that are coming up, and a lot of it, I have to give her credit, goes to Ms. Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. Go ahead. Take that in. Take that in. I'm going to observe. I'm here watching these young ladies. That's why I was looking at them. 
I just try to tell them to be young ladies, respect themselves. It's it's okay to have fun and whatever, but look at the at the other end. You know, majority of them want to go to college, and I always say college is probably not for everyone, but always have another backup goals, you know. And, in fact, my daughter, who helps me very well with um, the troop, is Kanika Coakley. Um, in fact, she had them to do a vision board, which um, it took. We started in the meeting and um, told them to take it home and finish it. And each one had to get up two weeks ago and present their board and say what their vision was to get them started. So hopefully next year they'll will say, did you, they're supposed to take this vision board and put it somewhere in their room and just look at it and see if they reach and they go. But they, they really um, presented they, their vision of what they want to do and be, you know, and she told them make it realistic, you know. So some of them have some more work to be working on it because they got to have goals. You might not make those goals but have a, a backup goal. So my daughter, Kanika, she really – She's younger, so she comes up with a lot of creative stuff for them. But they will use this later. They will, you know, look back at it and say, thank you, Mom. Oh, all right. I remember that what Miss Janice said. Yes, I do be hard on them because – and they do get silly in meetings, okay? All right? Yes, you think they never seen each other from last week to this week, but – but I just want them to succeed and be what I see in them if they don't. So here's a question for you, Ms. 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 Janice. Um, it's a, it's one thing to like to to do something like this, but for, to do it for 30 years, what what is it that's driving you to continue to be a leader for the girls? Well, because I believe in Girl Scouts, and long as I have positive girls and positive parents. I will keep doing it. When it becomes negative, then I have to step away and find something else to do. I used to be a cheerleader coach for over 20 years. Okay, a coach, I did Girl Scout. I used to lead the park and head to Girl Scout, and then optimists started changing. The parents didn't really care. So you've been, so, been leading youth, youth mm-hmm. for, for decades. Yeah, so long as it's positive. Now, sometimes I wanted to quit, you know, because sometimes, you know, it might get on my nerves. <laughs> then the parents have a little pep talk. Well, they like, you can't leave until my daughter come up. <laughs> you know. Wait. But as long as it's positive and I see the rewarding and if they give back, that's that's the most valued thing. I see them go away to college and become young, bright, bright ladies and become famous and give back to someone else. Okay. So the ladies here, um, we asked the ladies to come here with some questions. I'm hoping the ladies will get us. Well, actually, someone took out a piece of paper. Okay, (laughs) it's written on both sides. Before we start, I want to remind everybody that if you have any questions, please call 347-539-5372 or send an email to anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. All right, let's start with the questions. Hold on, I'm going to make sure I'm getting names right. Tamaya, this is Tamaya. With Kids on the Move, y'all. That's her project, Kids on the Move. Dolphin Bags for Foster Care Kids. I'm so proud y'all. So. Okay, for Ms. Nerissa, um, you're the founder of Girls Call the Shots, correct? Right. Okay. Um, how do you start the girls? Well, how did you start the Girls Call the Shots? Okay. Well, uh, I am a theater teacher, and uh, one of my girls 
one of my, my students was somebody who um, who didn't have who didn't have her own sense of self esteem and after doing some research I found out that that was because of the images that she was looking at in the media. And I couldn't stand it. And I know how to. I've been involved in nonprofits for a long time. I've been doing service a lot like a lot of you, you girls are doing. And I realized that it was easier to start an organization than it was to watch her and other girls continue this effort. So I gathered, I know some things, and I think it's just about starting with what you know and what we, with what you're passionate about. And I uh, convinced a couple of people, just like you all are doing, you know how to do pitches and things like that. I talked to a couple of people about the ideas that I wanted to start, and they said yes. You know, um, humbly, whatever it is that you want to do in the world, if it's something great, then someone is going to have to say yes to it at some point. So, you know, people said yes to it, and uh, we started We started to do the program. Brianna, Brianna was one of the people who said yes because I said, I said, you know, I can't start a, a program for girls without having teenage girls involved and without having you all tell me whether or not the program that I'm doing is valid. Mm-hmm. So she said yes, and she gives me feedback. And, um, you know, because of her input, our program has been successful, and we're moving into a summer camp now. So thank you for asking. Okay. Um, another question is, is there any requirements to get into the group? Oh, no. Uh, here's your requirement. You uh, need to have a sense of adventure because our group is going to be shooting film outside and inside. You're going to be casting. You're going to be working with actors, professional actors and, and amateur actors. You have to be willing to do hard work, and you have to be willing to struggle with things and be a problem solver. And at the end, you need to be willing to sit in the audience while everybody watches your project, you know, on screen. So if you're willing to do all of those things, and uh, we can talk about getting you to where our our shooting locations are and you're willing to learn, then you're in. Okay. Miss <clears throat> um, <laughs> Anika? Anika. Can you tell us a little about your play, The Dream Lesson, that's about to come out? Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes, about to come out. Thank you very much. Um, I, I wrote the play because when I was watching television, I just got so angry at what's happening with a young black man. It just enraged me. And so just the genocide and, and, the, and the, the lack of empathy and putting him in jail and it's everything, everything. So, and then I thought about... Some, some of the, the, the youth that said, what is really important about black history? Why do we need to know about it? Why? why? What's, what's, the, what's the deal with that? So I kind of put it together and I said, what if there was a young boy that actually experienced history himself? And I thought, how, how would I do that? And he, he learned it through dreams. He actually has vivid dreams that puts him back in different times. I mean, I'm talking every, from the beginning to where he is running in the field away from the slaveholder, to sitting at the counter at Woolworths, to everything that you can imagine. Well, not everything, because it's, it's not, you can only a short amount, a certain amount of play. But um, the main thing is I wanted him to be, actually get a real sense of what happened. Because, you know, you, you hear some of it, 
if they if I was in the cotton field, I wouldn't be picking no cotton. Well, when the the whip goes against your back, you're going to pick cotton. You know, so I put all that into play. And then and and there's also more lessons, and then everything is about a lesson. And it comes from the from the dream, and then with the family. Okay, um, Miss Shanek. Mm-hmm. You make earrings, correct? I bracelet. I do. Okay. Um, how did you come up with the name Why Not Rain? Oh, wow, that's a good question. My middle name is Larea. I was named after my mom and my dad. My mom's name is Janet, so she came up with Jeanette. My dad's name is Larry, so Larea. Um, and a lot of people call me Larea, so when I was trying to think of a name for the things I create, I was like, why not Ray? Because Ray is like shorthand for Larea. Okay. And that just kind of sucks. <laughs> Um, and what does Sankofa mean? Oh, Sankofa. Sankofa is um, a, a concept um, and a Dinkra symbol from Ghana, West Africa. And it, it means looking back as you move forward. So it's this whole idea in blackness uh, really here or elsewhere that we have to acknowledge the past while also looking forward. So we acknowledge like what Anika was, what Anika was speaking about in terms of enslavement and the middle passage and just everything, but we don't let that hinder us. And as you all are doing, we, we do great things knowing where we came from. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Great question. I'm going to get to a couple of questions that actually we have come in. Oh, here we go. And the first question is, in this day and age, how do you recruit girls and show them the benefits of scouting? Go ahead, Ms. Janice. And all the girls just pointed at Ms. Janice. Well, if you're in Dade County, Dade and Broadway, every area has Girl Scouts. But for Girl Scouts of Tropical Florida, you will go to girlscoutsfl.org. And Girl Scouts, they don't go by the age anymore. They go by grade. So it goes from kindergarten up to 12th grade. And you could go, I have girls that everybody's different school, majority in different area. You know, I have a girl from Broward, but, you know, her parents like working day. So it, you could go wherever you feel comfortable and your child feel comfortable at. So girlscoutfl.org, 305-253-4800. And just press zero. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Marisol. Okay. Thank you, Marisol. That's Marisol from Miami. Thank you for your question. This is Ronnie. For Ms. Narissa and Shanette, um, the question was about the storytelling. I understand that they said like you two were you were an expert storyteller and you were a storyteller. By storytelling, do you mean literal storytelling or through visual like arts? Um, for me, the stories I tell are visual, they're through art. Um, the earrings I create are actually kind of like totem poles and they hearken to, you guys have seen like Native American weaving work, like the rugs and then like African print. So things like that. Um, I think that visually what we wear kind of tells a story about ourselves, but can also tell a story about what we connect with. Um, so yeah, for me, it's visual. And for me, it's verbal. Uh, I think that the word is powerful. And it's actually been physically proven that whenever you are uh, speaking, that the vibration that happens in your vocal cords actually resonates through your entire body. 
you can speak over liquid and you can change its molecular structure. So I am very, very conscious of the stories that we tell both internally and externally. Your thoughts, if you are not aware of it, your thoughts are actually vibrating in your body. So I am about making sure that people um, I'm making sure that people speak words of life over themselves and not only speak words of life over themselves, but tell their story in the best way possible. You are always the hero. So same thing with Girls Call the Shots. The stories that we tell are uh, stories in film, and those are words that gather people. You have full communities of people listening to those stories, believing them, and carrying them with them. So why not tell stories that are powerful? Why not tell stories that are impactful? So, yes, I'm a power solution. So um, this is actually for all of you guys. Um, You guys are all in a different part of art, right? So what made you want to be involved in art? Because it is I know myself, I'm kind of an artist. I know it's very hard to find yourself and also find a career in art. (laughs) Especially as a black woman. First of all, that was Rachel. And Rachel, like everyone else here, is a bright star. I wish you all understood. Just like Miss Janice, we all see you as bright, shining stars and just, you know, about to do like kind of that supernova thing. So um, here's the thing. You can make money doing anything you want. You can make money deciding that you're going to go outside and collect garbage as long as you have an entrepreneurial mindset. So the thing about being an artist and being a working artist and being a thriving artist is about your mindset and about whether or not you have personal value. If you understand that, and I'm going to get a little spiritual here, but if you understand that how you were created is valuable and precious, the things that drive you, the the urges that you have to be creative, um, I know we have a choreographer here as well, and, and we have a writer and things like that, the urge that you have inside you to be creative is not an urge that is meant to make your life difficult. It's an urge that is meant to fill your life with joy. And if you are starving, you're not joyful. So if you start with the right mindset that says that whatever it is that I'm called to do is valuable, then all you have to do is create, create a foundation through learning some skills. And everybody can be an entrepreneur. Doctors who are supposed to make like a whole bunch of money a lot of them are living paycheck to paycheck because they don't have entrepreneurial skills. The same with accountants. The same with people who we've traditionally been told are, are people who are supposed to be making a lot of money. If you're an entrepreneur, you can find opportunity and a living anywhere. So it's, a, it's about starting first from a sense of value for the thing that you like to do and knowing that even though it's intangible, it's still valuable. So you're going to take the time to spend doing the intangible thing. So I'm just, I, I yes, you, you ignited me with that question because I, I want to stop people from believing the starving artist nonsense. It, it doesn't exist. It's all in our minds. And, and the moment that you, you set out and say, okay, this is the thing that's valuable to me, 
you also have to set out and say, because it's valuable to me, I'm going to take the time necessary to learn the skills to support myself no matter what I do. Absolutely, absolutely. And for me, um, I I call the show Journey to Passion with an EKS because I'm actually on my journey towards my passion. And my passion is creating. Um, I'm also a storyteller, and I just, I can't help but create. I can't help but inspire. I can't help but encourage. Those those are the three criteria for this show, which is why I'm glad you're here because I think you all fit that criteria. Um, But for me, my own personal definition of passion is you got to do it. You, you can't help but do it. I can't help but create. I mean, I literally, I've gotten up at 3 o'clock in the morning and started writing because it just comes to me. So I think for anybody to have that in them, they know you, you, it's something you have to do. It's not, it's not an option because that's just who you are as a person. So when you're an artist, you're an artist no matter what. And so that's one of the things, that's the, that's the, that's the first thing. And then I found out that um, not only do I have a passion for it, but I actually have a talent for it. Because if you don't have a talent for it, you know, you can like it all day long if you can't do it. And then the third thing is you have to have a love for it because um, you have to be patient with art. You know, you have to be, you have to know that this is something you really want to do. If you're a writer, if you're an artist, because the thing is, is that um, if you don't love it, there's no, there's no middle ground. Love it, hate it. And I found out that I loved it. And so, and I can't help it. <laughs> um, for me, it was a, a bit different. I grew up, um, like, smart, you know, and intellectually quiet. So being an artist, I always felt like it was the opposite of that. I didn't think I could be creative. I thought I had to choose to be one or be the other. Um, but fortunately, and I think this is what's cool about you guys and sisterhood, is like you get to see yourself mirrored in the people that are closer to you, right? Um, so through my friendships with Narissa, through, you know, my friendship developing with Anike, it's like you get to see, like, okay, these are – and even just, like, interacting with people who are like, you made that? Like, you are you are an artist. Like, this is what you are. So it wasn't something that I kind of was like, today I'm an artist. <laughs> Honestly, it's like every day, just like a rediscovery almost of like, oh, yeah, I do this thing that's valuable, that people think is cool, that I also like doing a lot. Um, so that's it. And, and I really want to just say something about, quickly about what you said about the talent. There is something that somebody shared with me that I have to share with anybody who is thinking about being an artist and is concerned that the things that they love as an artist are not the things that they are yet capable of doing. Right, and so I love Ava DuVernay. I will say her name all the time because I love the work that she does. However, Ava DuVernay, she's a filmmaker. Uh, She's a film director. She's directed so many amazing things. You can look her up. But she's been in the game for several years and has been mentored by these amazing people. So when I first started out, if I was to take what I was doing and compare it to her, I will always come up short, but I haven't been in the game as long as she's been in. I haven't created the relationships that she has created. So when you're starting out, try your best not to compare yourself to everybody that you admire. Just know that they have walked 
and they, they have walked the path that you want to walk and that you can walk it with them and that they started out creating stuff that they were like, oh, my God, if anybody sees this, I'm going to die. But they had to do it anyway. You have to have your first thing, and it's never going to be perfect. And just like an entrepreneur, they tell you as an entrepreneur, you put it out, you get the feedback, you fix it, and then you put out your second product. It's the same thing with artists. So everybody has talent, but does everybody have the drive? No. And so it's those who have the drive, like you all, the projects that you all laid out, you, in fact, talked about the magic of getting things done, right? And so it's the people who get things done, whether they have the talent or not, are the ones who are going to be successful. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, and I think one of the concerns probably is the monetary, right? Everybody's like, how, how am I going to make money off of this thing? And one of the things that I always talk about is opportunity because you, you, this, this life and anything you do is opportunity to opportunity. So I think that the first thing I always tell people is when you have set in your mind that I want to be a writer, I want to be, an art, I want to be whatever kind of artist it is, keep your mouth shut, first thing. Don't tell everybody what you're going to do because there are too many dream killers. There are well-meaning dream killers. There are mean-spirited dream killers. Just don't tell anybody at first. Make sure that you know that you love it, you know you have a talent for it. The next thing is do your research. And I literally went to what is a writer because there's a whole vast world out there. So know what it is that you're doing. Don't just get out there and say, oh, I want to paint. Paint what? Know what it is what you're doing. Zero in. Find your niche. And then once you've done all that, then you start getting your business cards, your resumes, your portfolios, and then you start getting yourself ready to present yourself because you never know who you're going to meet. Opportunity could be sitting right in front of you. And it's very important to always be ready for it. So I just wanted to absolutely. So this is Rachel, but for my um, Gold Award, when I first started out, I was very nervous because I didn't understand how I was going to be able to get the connection with FIU because it was like at the time I was going to a school called Mass at FIU. And even though I was on the FIU campus, I still didn't feel like I could go like myself and go and reach out to them. Mm-hmm. And so one thing my mom would always tell me is that if, you, if you're seeking something, it will start to seek you always. <laughs> so it was like once, once you have a plan, like she said, Start speaking it, and just people don't realize that words have so much weight and volume to them. So, so it's like once you actually start to speak about it, it would just keep going and keep going because next thing I knew, I now have many connections for my project just because I speak about it. Um, not only FIU, I can go and speak. I know that now if I were to go and speak about it to somebody else, that there would be something coming my way just because I know that what I'm seeking is now seeking me. It's just you become more confident. So sometimes you may not necessarily have a plan, but that's okay. As long as you know what you're going to do and you speak about it and you have a positive air around it, it's always going to come back to you, always. And that is awesome. That is awesome. And you were ready. When you spoke about it, you were ready. Yeah. And I like that. I like that. Okay, I want to get to another email. Um, oh, and also – um, just want to remind everybody, 347-539-5372, anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. All right. Many, many years ago, I was a brownie and a Girl Scout, and my mom was our troop leader. I left with many great memories, 
and I'm glad to see that there are girls still interested in scouting. I'd like to know how has technology influenced or enhanced the world of scouting? Anybody? <laughs> so actually in our troop, um, we try to steer away from technology because it can be more of a distraction for us than most people will honestly think. We are in a day where technology takes over, so it's, it's very hard for us to concentrate with technology. I'm not even going to lie because sometimes I'll catch myself at, if I'm at a troop meeting, you know, getting my information, I'll be thinking about something else in my head. I'm like, okay, so uh, somebody just updated their Snapchat. So <laughs> it's, but I also have to remember that you have to disconnect yourself from that world because you always have to stay connected to reality, and sometimes we forget that. So I would say Girl Scout, I mean, technology hasn't necessarily enhanced Girl Scout, but it kind of enhances it, just depending on the person, too, because there could be some girls who use Girl Scouts as a, I mean, who use technology as a platform for their Girl Scouts. We as a troop don't do that. We prefer to um, not steer clear of it, but just focus on actually getting ourselves out there and rather using technology, too. I, I Personally, myself, I kind of do feel like it actually doesn't help you out much because it's like, you want to get yourself, not the technology out there. So. Well, well, they leave the. This is Miss Janice. I'm not really that great in technology, but if you go to the Girl Scout website, girlscoutfl.org, I believe they have Facebook and you know things for people to connect. They did even offer code code. Um, they had that for the summer, and we went to some kind of technology. What was that at FIU? Yeah. 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 Or coaching. Right. And Girl Scouts was also into the STEM. Mm-hmm. And remember, it was about 12 or 14 year old. We went to FIU and they had all of these different technology workshops. So, you know, what I understand what Rachel is saying because I tell them, you know, if I see their hair down like this, I know they on their self trying to text or whatever when they're supposed to be doing something else. But Girl Scout is getting into the technology, and they do have workshops like that in STEM because they really, and especially they have at, um, what is UM? UM, um, it's a leader work at UM, so she gets some of those workshops. But it's just got to be a little bit more for the older girls. Mm -hmm. So that's why my troop does something different, that if I can find things on the outside, to keep them interested in Girl Scouts. But they got to find more things for older girls that relate to them. I mean, that's, I think that it's, it speaks volumes that um, what you all, even though you all are not on your technology, that you guys are still savvy. Um, and the other thing is that when you start to have to use technology in some way, shape, or form, if you have to use LinkedIn for your resumes, because you have already been offline and been servants and serving offline, then what the content that you put on the technology is not going to be dribble. The content that you put on the technology will be something that people are going to watch. So I think that's the other thing when you're using that, just, you know, you can enhance the Girl Scouts by just being the awesome Girl Scouts that you are and then just take documenting that because, you know, 
Awesome. All right. If you can believe it, we are down to our last three minutes and 56 seconds of the show. And so at this point, I would like to ask if anybody has any final thoughts. About the radio about, show? About, about today, about the radio show, anything. Okay. All right. This is Miss Janice. I would like to say thank, thank you for this opportunity that you're giving the young ladies and also getting the message out about Girl Scout because it's a very positive, you know, it's like you say, what you get in is what you put out. They know they have a Girl Scout uh, law and a promise, and if they go by those words and believe in themselves, because the projects that each one of these young ladies will be doing or have doing will make a positive impact in the world, and that's what the Gold Project is supposed to do and be, to make an impact, to start something, to make it sustainable, that it will continue even if they go on further. These young ladies have... Some of them, almost all of them in my troop have earned a religion award or the presidential award. Um, our troop, which I took off my jacket, we get the four-star pin every year, and that's for, and it is a goal you have to fulfill. And our troop has done that for the last eight years or, or what. Um, I know we have been a four-star all our life. We just didn't want to do the paperwork. But... Now we do the paperwork, and it's for the things that we do as a sister troop and in the community. So I know each one of these ladies would like to share something in closing. I'm passing it over to Miss Brianna. Um, I would like to say thank you because I actually learned a lot. And, yeah, just thank you. Um, this is Tamaya. I would like to say thank you a lot for having us on the show, the interview. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So doing the video. Tamaya's doing Kids on the Move, helping foster kids with duffel bags. Rachel's doing Mango Rise. Yeah, Sea Level Rise. So I plant mangroves around our cool farm wherever I can. So if you do know anybody who is willing to let me plant mangroves, around the area, I would truly appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> this is Dion. Thank you for having us today. This is Amari. Thank you for having us. This is Arani. Thank you for having us. All right. Thank you, ladies, so much. It's for that. Want to say goodbye? <laughs> yeah, bye. This is such a wonderful example, sister. Thank you guys for coming. All right. Well, I wish I had stayed in Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> I would like to say thank you so much for listening, and you have been listening to Journey into Passion with the UKS on Everyday Folks Radio, joined by my monthly co-host, Jeanette Dean and Narissa Street. And of course, you can always go to my blog at NikkeiMadison.com to get all the information from the show, to get uh, the playback of the show, and to get more information on all these ladies here today. Make sure you get out and vote. I want to say that one more time. And uh, Billy will not have his show tomorrow. I will let you know when he will be back. And uh, let's see. Let's just close it out. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And always make sure that um, you – I just wanted to – want you to see young ladies that believe in themselves. And I like that. And that's why I'm happy here. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, I wish you great success on your journey into your passion. Take care and have a great day.